dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs were the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. You Can't Make This Up podcast episode 80. Jerry Rice on these hoes. Hey, we out here. <laughs> we out here. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Killer, how was the week, partner? Man, the week's always busy, but the, it's, I'm blessed to be on the right side of the grass, brother. You know, I feel you know it, how I, feel I roll. It. I had a busy week with school and trying to stay grinding on that shit. It's a grind, <laughs> Joe College. man. It's a grind. But um, overall, good week. You know, Halloween kicked off and my anniversary was this week. Mm, so. I saw that. I saw the photos, brother. We, uh, Congratulations. How many years? Nine years. Nine man. of them. Nine Y'all almost years. a decade in this. Yeah, we, we, we're t- talking about doing a little like we the way we got married was very family oriented and intimate and uh cost efficient hey we didn't spend much at all honestly and we had like 150 guests but um we never had like the reception we wanted like mm-hmm. a dj and inviting our friends and of course it, it happened here so it was more my family than hers like mm-hmm. just try, give a a reason to celebrate renew our vows and uh ride this another decade on and hey. see, keep the truck rolling but other than that, it was that, and then old school groove night at uh, Jilly's. Man, it's 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 starting to feel right. It's starting mm. to. I'm starting party to, bus. Party bus showed up. <laughs> my age bracket showed up. You know, I had even like my cousin and uh, actually my cousin and Smoke's cousin, uh, they showed up and uh, came through on the late night. I got the. I got, I'll tell you about that funny text I got about that. But they came <laughs> through, and uh, I actually, actually got I actually drunk some alcohol. Uh oh! I had at least four doubles of Patron and some beers, so I had Nigga. a old school hangover on Saturday. Taking my daughter to art, she goes to this art camp downtown, and yeah, it was a week. It Man, was a week. you had four <laughs> doubles. Wifey was telling me like, "Yo, you might want to start getting like some of this wine because she like got this big ass thing like uh that had a function at her job and they didn't use up all the wine, so she basically got like." like 13 bottles of wine wow she's down to like seven <laughs> so she's been killing them herself and yeah. i'm not a big wine person but she's like Get you better start up. drinking because uh your class reunion coming up i thought it was this week i, th- I don't know why i thought it was no nah, it's uh it's thanksgiving weekend oh, okay. she's like you're gonna be over there passed out like <laughs> off one round so yeah you further real. let me know that i need to get a couple beers and a couple I, shots in me i tried to prep I took like a B12 <laughs> before I started drinking. I had some waters. Um and then I like I wasn't I was planning on just taking the, the taking the buzz off because to be I'll be honest with my pie since this is the, you know this is where we lay the honesty out. Yes sir. It's always frustrating for me to like start something new somewhere because you get the people that's coming up that want to hear that song that they hear every time they come out or you know you got to I have to constantly come back and forth from the table and filter questions. Mm-hmm. And, and when it's just you, you don't have nobody to do that for you. You got to do that. 
Now they got that song in your head. You forgot what song you had in your head. Yeah. You got to get you figure out where you are. Oh, I got a minute left in this song. I better pick something. You know, yeah. like, so it just kind of messes up my groove. So I hate having to go through that process. But lad, the first time I didn't, I only had some beer, so I was like trying to just fill them out, make sure I'm, make sure I'm focused. <laughs> you know, not doing nothing crazy. Very light mic work. I didn't want to scare them off. Yeah. Well, this time I talked a little more. Uh-oh. And, uh, the, the staff knew who I was, and uh, one of the uh, waitresses, she brought me up a shot. Appreciate you. The uh, faith came and, and showed some love and brought me a shot. And before I knew it, you know, the, the one or two I had planned turned into four. It's lit. Yeah, and then I was just suffering most of the day Saturday. I had Ooh. one of them headaches that just wouldn't go no, away. Sharp boys. You trying to take something, you know, you... You ain't ate nothing, so you like don't want to take the medicine until you eat something. I, I wasn't hungry yet. It was just one of them days. You know? The Buckeyes got tapped. Oh, we'll get into that yeah, debacle. It was, it was, Saturday was kind of, Well, me, man, <laughs> my week was, uh, well, I'll start off on Sunday because last week we taped the pod on a Saturday. Yeah. So we had that good day off. Had that lazy Sunday. <laughs> and when I say lazy Sunday, my G, lazy Sunday to the max. Horizontal position. Got up. <laughs> Play video games, something I don't do on a regular basis like that. Play mm-hmm. a little bit of video games for like an hour. <laughs> Messed around, just doing nothing. You know, wifey still sleep. She come out the cave, cook some breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> and we started watching Stranger Things season two. <laughs> we cranked through seven episodes in one day, nigga. Wow. <laughs> like some real <laughs> life losers, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> Like what and time I is you hungry it. yet? One of those days. Yeah, we cranked through like we went through like four of them. Fellas took took a power nap, mm-hmm. woke up, got some lunch, cranked through like three more, and that was my lazy Sunday, dude. See, it I, was epic. I envy y'all the whether you whether you realize it or not, because like having kids, like that'd be the goal when you like I'm gonna try to chill out today and da da da. Like to do that, you got to get up at four in the morning to get a four or five hour head start if you want to beat the kids before the wave comes. Because once one's up, the other two gonna be up, and you got a house full. So it's like that's why when like the wife is gone, the kids is gone. It's like I be I be smiling through the house, walk around in my socks if I wanna. Just just my socks. I'm just I'm here. This is (laughs) me. I'm chilling. And then of course Halloween came through. Shouts out to my homie John Terrell. Rent the right stay with him, man. He's uh over there at Westwood Elementary School. So I went out there and uh, passed out the candy to kids, man. It was a good time out there. So shouts out to him for having uh, me and the station out there. So that was definitely a good look, try to be out in the community as much as I can with my time frame just, like, so hectic. But it was something that, you know what I'm saying, he reached out to me, and I was like, man, I got to. At first I was going to flake on him. Like, (laughs) yeah, man, I'm going to get back to you. But then I I woke up on Tuesday like, man, I seen little kids at the bus stop in their little Halloween costumes. (laughs) Got inspired. Got inspired. (laughs) And and, uh, I text the wife. I was like, yo, I'm getting soft. She's like, what you talking about? Like, man, like these fucking little kids be having an effect on me, man. Like, I I be wanting to do shit. I be, like, wanting to look out for these little. I don't even know these little motherfuckers. Like, I ain't going to appreciate it. Yeah. But you still, it's still on your heart. Yeah, man. Hey, this is a a PSA. Don't grow up. Don't grow up. Stay mean and evil in your own ways forever. Because when you come older and become a softy dude, it's it's not the way, man. man. I could have been at the house doing nothing. But no, I went out and hung out with kids and played some games and talked some crap, threw the football around a little bit, passed out candy. 
ultimately it was a good look and yeah. i had a good time when i was out there man <laughs> and these kids will get you man absolutely man <laughs> and yesterday was kind of a lazy saturday watch that debacle which we'll get to yeah man. but uh you know i think i no we, i was talking about this off pod but uh got the water bill at the crib yeah it was like double so i went into youtube fixed the toilet duty so I fixed my toilet yesterday. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah I, I'm proud of myself because I am not a mechanically inclined person at Kept all. I can do man. electronics a little bit, but uh, that was like not fun. When I get a house, I'm gonna know who to at least keep nah, pointing nah, in the nah, right nah, direction. Nah, nah. YouTube, <laughs> YouTube, YouTube's your best friend. I tell you that, man. It was I, like the way the toilet is and where the the stand-up shower is just like about this much space. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm on the ground with my, of course, we don't own a flashlight. <laughs> like, we ain't got no flashlight in this damn place. Right. So we I'm using nothing. my my uh, my uh phone flashlight. So when I disconnect this tube, all this water start rushing out. She's like, well, did you empty the uh tank first? I'm like, yeah, this water's still in here. Grab my phone. <laughs> I'm not worried about me getting splashed with right. toilet water. I'm worried about my phone. God, yeah, man, that's like life now. It, it, it's it's a it's great and terrible all at the same time, exactly. man. And, uh, exactly. But uh, I wanted to shout out my aunt before we moved on, man. Yeah. Uh, she is running today. I'm even not sure what time to start. She's running in the New York City Marathon. Uh, my aunt, she's like a super runner. Like that's what she does. Like she's been to different countries to run in marathons. And my whole thing is to see her time versus Kevin Hart's time because yeah. Kevin Hart's also running in the New York oh, okay. City Marathon. So I want my aunt to destroy him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm representing for my aunt. She wants me and my brother to start running because I used to run 5 and 10Ks and stuff like that. And she used to try to gas you up to try a marathon. Like I told her, I was like, I'm not mentally prepared for something like that. Like <laughs> right. you got to really have a a strong playlist to do a marathon. Twenty six point two miles. I used to struggle on the little three, four, five mile runs in the army, where Ooh. it was like, after me, after a mile and a half, if I'm still running from anything, <laughs> like, why are they still running? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they like, must really want yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, once you get past that two mile mark for me, I, I struggle to find a reason. Like, I don't. I'm not training for nothing. I'm not, you know, cardio really ain't my, like my cardio is swimming and other things. But I was going to say, it's funny how our lives are so similar because I, I have an aunt who literally, she's for the last, I would say, decade has fell in love with running mm-hmm. to the point where she even like the, around Thanksgiving, they had the Miamisburg turkey trial. Uh-huh. I mean, a lot of stuff around town. Most of the 5K is she's she goes and does. And she even had her church she had like a women's group um, of runners. They started like the couch to 5K type thing and had 20 people that committed to it. And then they, I think it was two weeks ago, they ran in, or the Air, the Air Force Marathon. That was like their their run of, of of to find out all their training and all their work. So like, we, it, we just have similar lives, man. It always man. cracks me up. The stories you tell, I'd be like, nuts, man, I got man. the same story. It's nuts, man. <laughs> so let's get to the bad part of the week. Yeah. Oh, H. Oh. Oh, God damn. A double nickel, bro. <sighs> bro. I even did some research because I got up early this morning. It was thunderstorming, and I was napping on and off with that headache yesterday. So <laughs> I even got up and watched Fences at like 4.30 in the morning. But oh. I, was, I was up, and I took some notes of what they was talking about. So 
for we'll start with the first possession. <laughs> the pick six. Like pick that was, six. That was that was just like the uh oh, here we go. And then they kind of hang in there the first half, you know, made it, you know, a game. But after Bosa went out with the ejection. Headbutt. Yeah, they got outscored 38-7. to uh, Barrett had three touchdowns and four INTs. Four of them. He the first buck guy with four INTs since 1990. Damn. Was that who, Bobby Hoying? Yeah, I, don't, I was trying to – it might be. Had to be. Yeah, 90. And that was the most points allowed ever, 55 points. So it was definitely a debacle, brother. Debacle. Now, I yeah. will say this, and I want all – Buckeye Nation that hear me and hear me good. <laughs> yeah. There was a certain coach that used to be at Ohio State by the name of Jim Trestle. Tress, yes. And Tress we trust. Yes, sir. And me being from Cleveland and him coaching at Youngstown State, when he got the Ohio State coaching job, it was a name I recognized. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's the dude from YSU. They always be winning. Yeah. So, oh, okay, that's what's up. People didn't know who the hell he was because obviously he was at YSU. Right. Who really looks at YSU football besides Ohio, people yeah. in Northeast Ohio. <laughs> anyway, they won a lot of championships under his tenure up there. First year, 7-5, and five, losing one of these bootleg outlet bowls or whatever it is called. Second year, win a national championship. Throughout Trussell's tenure, the offense would be eh. But most importantly, they won games. Yeah. And obviously that is always the ultimate goal. Got back to the national championship two more times. Got their doors blown off. No mm-hmm. question about that. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I didn't do any research on this, but I'm willing to bet because I, I watched every single Ohio State game basically since 1992. Yeah. I don't think I've ever missed Ohio State <laughs> game since like 92. Um, I can only recall... Ohio State, under the 10 years Jim Trussell was there, being blown out twice. Versus Florida in the National Championship game and versus LSU in the National Championship game. Mm -hmm. They've never, I could be wrong, but I don't recall them being blown out. Yeah, we're talking over like over 20 points. Yeah, Yeah. they (laughs) lost games, games they wasn't supposed to lose. Mm -hmm. Offense looked like mud, defense looked shaky, whatever. But being blown out. Yeah. In 10 years twice. This is a fact. This is a fact that under Urban Meyer, the last, over this last calendar year, they've been blown out by Clemson. Mm-hmm. They've been blown out by Oklahoma. Oklahoma. And now blown out by Iowa. And you were just talking about an era where we could guarantee a 76 to nothing game in there. Facto. Like the, one of them. You know, was gonna. I can't think of when we even put up numbers like that in a while. Yeah, man. I mean, it's a, it's an alarming thing and a thing that people shouldn't overlook. And the common denominator of all this is they're being blown out. He's the head coach, and I will listen to all the post games. Now, I'm, I, I am a huge Ohio State fan, and I'll try to look at it down the middle. And I, and I am a bigger fan of college football than I am my teams. Yeah, But when the reporters ask these softball questions, I think it's a slap in the face, not only to us as fans, mm-hmm. but to past coaches who didn't get these softball questions. Yeah. When Trussell was the notorious Trussell ball, 
he would get peppered with questions. Well, why didn't you throw for it? Why didn't you uh, throw for it on third and eight instead of running a, a draw? You got David Boston. He's one of the best. Yeah. In the, you know, like. yeah. These saw like yeah, and that also goes back to previous coaches. Like they yeah. would they would get hammered. They would they would get hammered by the press. I feel like especially Buckeye fanatics as opposed to fans, which I'm a fan. I'm not a fanatic. Buckeye fanatics and some reporters throw Urban softball questions. They do. And because I think they feel like, oh, man, we lost Coach Trestle the year we had under – um. Sorry, his name is the uh, the interim coach. Oh, um, yeah, uh, Luke. Uh, you, Luke Fickle. Yeah. We were horrendous. Yeah. What are we gonna do if Urban Meyer leaves us? Oh my goodness, we can't come at him the way we should. Mm-hmm. So I think as fanatics are scared to to go at the head guy, and so are the reporters. Yeah, and that even go for like there's certain people that have that effect on the media. Like, yeah. Like. Urban Meyer, Tomlin, like there's people who don't get those, like you say, softball questions to like that they, they, I mean, they get those softball questions. They get the questions that are easy. They don't get them aggravated. They don't get them annoyed. They don't they don't push that any buttons. Yeah, they just let them. Yeah, like I, I was listening to the post game and one uh, reporter was like, Coach, um, I know you have to look at the film, but what did you see out there? No, 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 no. Don't 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 give them the out by saying. Yeah, I know you have to look at the film. No. You ask him directly, what did you see out there? Yeah, what went wrong coach. offensively? What the fuck went wrong <laughs> defensively that you give up 55 points minus, minus seven? I mean, yeah. it looked bad. like Horrible. Like, bad. look, man, it is, it's as simple as this, man. They got punched in the mouth. Yeah, They got <laughs> destroyed at the line of scrimmage. The linebackers couldn't cover the tight ends because the tight ends weren't even running like, all right, man, I'm running a, a dig route. I'm running a post corner. They were running up the seam, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to run straight, <laughs> and he's going to throw it to you. Because yeah, be you're, not, you're not trusting your, your technique. You're not being physical, and they hold you. Mm-hmm. And then then they they come out there on, on fourth and goal in this <laughs> wacky formation, <laughs> which is, hey, First off, let me before I get to that, salute Iowa. Yeah, they beat our ass yeah. as they should have. Yeah, they we were down and they put their foot on our throat, and that's yeah. what you're supposed to do. So credit goes to them. Yeah, it's not everything that we did wrong, but you got to give credit to Iowa. That being said, they come out in this wacky formation, swinging gate, have the offensive line over here, three people lined up. Dude snapped the ball. Dude's like, oh, what the fuck to do? <laughs> Buku, first down, first and goal. Now. You have three timeouts. No, you have two timeouts. Wacky formation. We don't know what to do. All you got to do is this. Yeah. Hey, timeout. And if they come back out, you major adjustments, they're going to burn a timeout. They're going to kick a field goal. Yeah. Timeouts are supposed to be used when they need to be used. Yeah, you can't go into the half when a dude where they're at the 10-yard line in a wacky formation. They're doing something. Yeah. And that goes back to the head coach, bruh. Yeah, you you right there. You can stand right by the guy. Let me get that. Let me you get don't that. have to erase your voice. Out. Let me get time out. Bro. Yeah, let me get. We got to regroup <laughs> about this, bro. This because because ultimately, you know, you know, and I know, and everybody knows, it's it's seventeen twenty four at that point. It's seventeen twenty four. We only down seven points. We straight. We yeah. good. We'll make our adjustments. We good. Oh man, uh, thirty one. Seven. 30, that's 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 a little different. All right, but we'll get it together. 
and we go three and out, they score again. We go three out, they score again. It's all she wrote, bro. Yeah. It was just, I mean, I struggled to watch it after it got to the 31. <laughs> Being honest, I'm like, look, this is about to be terrible. Horrible, man. I'm going to see the highlights all morning, and I'm already upset, so let me just, I'm going to catch the highlights. Man, it, it, <laughs> it, was, it was all low lights, man. And Poor Buckeyes, two losses, that's, that's, that's a wrap. Yeah. Kiss it goodbye, man. Time to start recruiting. <laughs> Time to start them visits up on, on Tuesday and Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, man. You he need time. to do something, man. <laughs> it definitely didn't look like the silver bullet defense that I'm used to, man. Not at all. So Tough. I wanted to ask you, before we get to that, <laughs> this story comes from the world of Twitter. Okay. A Twitter employee deactivated President Trump's Genius. Twitter account on his last day of employment, yeah. which was... As you said, genius. Yeah. Like, loved it. How dope was that? Super. Like, that's the one where it's like the guy that's gonna like go down as for the forgotten dude that did that, but like really probably one of the the goat pranks of all time. Absolutely, man. Like, like that's that's amazing. I wouldn't even have thought <laughs> of doing something like that. Like, so my question to you, bro, <laughs> is what is the craziest thing you did on your last day of employment. Did you do anything crazy like that? I have. I've actually done it twice, and both of them involved, <laughs> Two times. involved leaving federal jobs. So <laughs> as, as, as much as uh, the benefits and the and the income is is pretty solid to live in Dayton, Ohio, and be a federal employee, the stress is not uh, worth it to me. Um, I will tell you the post office story first. Okay. So I gotta Mr. give you Mail a little. Man. Gotta give you a little pre-story just to make it all make sense. So, in the post office when I hired in, it was a time where they were extending offices like Beaver Creek, Washington Township, Huber Heights, like some of the bigger cities. They were extending their hours past five to like six or seven. So, normally you hire in the post office, you started third shift, working nights for ten to twelve years until you had enough seniority to bid on a job that. You you won. How do you bid on the job? They post jobs and they go by seniority. So okay. like everybody who bids on the job, the highest seniority gets the first offer, and it, if they don't want it, it goes down from there. Gotcha. So I hired in straight to a station, which was new for the post office. So my first day was at Beaver Creek Post Office, not you know in the daytime, not working nights. You're on 90 day probation. My supervisor that I had was the worst supervisor <laughs> I've ever had in my life. She was bipolar. She was I mean, it was crazy that she held that position. So for my 90 days, she could fire me for any reason at any time. Damn. When, whenever she wanted. She worked me at least 10 hours a day. Most weeks, I would have between 50 and 60 hours a week. My checks were gi- I mean, ginormous. I'm bringing we home, lit. Yeah, I'm bringing home two, three grand a week. I mean, it was like. We're single at this time, right? Single. Living. <laughs> And what made it even what made it even better, I was living at home with my mom. <laughs> Gotta love that. I was that. home from the military. My only bill was my cell phone, which was like the Nokia snake, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the, the snake phone, and my car note. So I was taking trips. I was going places. I was in the clubs. I was, you know, all the above. So worked me for, and I started in October. So 90 days went into Christmas season. That was one of the last big Christmases the post office had before the internet. I mean, like before the online shopping and the like. The post office still was very heavy in Christmas time mm-hmm. with with shipping and stuff. Since have had declined, but so I'm working my ass off ninety days. 
I can't call in. I can't take a vacation day. 90 straight days. So I counted counted forever, making sure I'm on the right number. So my 91st day, (laughs) I called off. Got him. Took that eight hours. Came in the next day. She's standing by the time clock with this stack of papers, like, come to my office. She go to the office. She got all her... All her fire me papers printed out. Damn. She, done, she done worked on it all morning, signing this, signing that. She going to call HR on speakerphone. Yes, how many days is Kevin standing for half? Like Today's his 92nd day. <laughs> Can you recount that, please? <laughs> they put her on hold, come back, 92 days. She hangs up. So I'm in there with the union steward, and she's trying to lecture me on don't call it, like, not calling in. I said, I didn't feel well. I had diarrhea. What you want me to do? You know, I'm, 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 I'm giving it back to her a little. So that was my introduction to my supervisor. <laughs> Fast forward five years of dealing with multiple supervisors for a station that was big, but you didn't need six supervisors in there. So one would be pulling you to the front to help with the window, one pulling you to the back to help with the mail. It was just hell for five years. My last, when I, when I got fed up enough and I was going to quit my job, I called in under FMLA for my back for like 400 hours. Damn. I just picked the number and I could, everything was automated. In the post office, you get three occurrences before they start wanting to write you up. And an, and an occurrence equals up to three days. Okay. So they always say when you call in, take three days because it's going to be an occurrence regardless. So if you if you have the time, use it. take the three days because it's going to be an occurrence where you take one day, one hour, or three days. So- it was my third occurrence that I did that on, so I wasn't going to get in trouble, but I was quitting. I didn't care. I called it for 400 <laughs> hours. They called me like the, the, the morning once they get into work. Like, you called in for 400 hours. Did you mean 40 or did you mean da-da-da-da? Like, no, 400. I was bringing the paperwork in today. Hung up with them, looked up the HR in Minnesota. That's like the head place. Called them, asked them, do I have to report to my job to quit or can I send y'all a two-week notice directly? So they said I can send it to them directly. I mailed them a two-week notice. And never stepped foot back in that post office again. I had a cash drawer that needed to be cleared out. I had a locker full of postal clothes. And I had a post office account where you could buy uniforms. I left all that for them. Just just called in for 400 hours and never came back. And sent the, and sent the two-week, two-week notice. Because I had enough leave. In the fucking mail. <laughs> I, had a, I had enough leave to take two weeks under FMLA. They couldn't do nothing to me. And, and I, but I took more than two. I took like right. six weeks and then, or whatever weeks it was, and then mailed in during those eight weeks or six weeks. I mailed in the two week notice. Wow. Straight to Minnesota. That's dope. Quit. Let's play. My, my coworker was like, bro, you ain't, they want you to come clean your drawer. I'm like, ha. You know, I'm ignoring them. I'm like, matter of fact, I'll meet you on your route and give you this key. I got a good $15 and quarters in there for the vending machine. It's all yours. You won the lottery. It's, you can have the locker, too, because I had one of the big lockers. You throw, my, throw it all away. I don't care what's in there. Oh, my goodness. So my that quick the, story. The post <laughs> my quick story. I'm 16 years old. I'm working at this place called Geppetto's Pizza and Ribs on Mayfield Road in Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Sounds good. Yeah, it was the spot. It was the jump off. Now, the how I got this job, my homeboys older brother worked there so you know we fresh 16 years old and 
in suit of a job, needing some income to come in. Mom's is sick of dropping this money on these tennis shoes and yeah. all these clothes. <laughs> like, nigga, you want to be fresh? You got to be fresh on your own. <laughs> I'm like, all right, you know, it's cool. It's nothing. So I get on at Geppetto's Pizza and Ribs. I'm making pizzas. I'm making ribs. I'm making pizzas. I'm making ribs. I'm learning how to do the dough. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm getting these checks. I'm getting fresher and fresher. Tommy Hill down to the socks. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm a fresh type of dude. And my freshness took an extra step up because the checks was fat. Yeah. Because on the Saturdays and Sundays, I'm working like, oh, you want to work? I want to work. Yeah. So, but there's one little hiccup in this situation. <laughs> the owner. How old were you? I'm 16 years okay, old. Okay. Fresh 16. Yeah, okay. I saved up enough money, bought a whip. It's like, yo, that's how much money was coming in. I yeah. was like, I got I was able to buy a car. I was able to stack loot to get fresh. So it's I'm probably it's probably been working there probably like a year now. Okay. So it's springtime. All my homeboys work there. Like that's how that's how we got it. We like the whole crew is up in there. The best. That's the best jobs you ever had, right? Best and worst. <laughs> but the owner Gene was a stone cold alcoholic. <laughs> it used to be this place called the Black Forest, which was a bar that was like right across the street, and he would go over there and get fucked <laughs> up. I'm talking about wasted, and he would come back and just. Be like, <laughs> and go to his office and we, we used to have to call his son like yo we trying to close you gotta uh you know do the yeah. drawer count <laughs> he ain't opening up the office door so his son would come in do the drawer close it out for us and let us leave or whatever so you know what i'm saying it's just, just being that drunk sleep worse and worse <laughs> and worse and then one day like it's a it's a saturday busy as fuck he come in drunk as fuck and um and it's like about it's only like three people there. It's normally be like two people on pizza and one person on ribs, cause you know, you know, always order more pizza. So we got a line of orders backed up. Like we backed up and then like we back there making pizzas and you put them in the oven and go through cook and like they're getting backed up, they're hitting their thing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit. So he come <laughs> in and I'm it's like pizza's coming, I'm cutting, I'm cutting a box, cutting, cutting a box. He was like, What the fuck is going on here? I was like, What are you talking about? It's like how long has these orders been here? It's, I mean, it's a million orders. <laughs> now, ain't no question. It's a ton of orders. And then my one homeboy is like, why are there so many orders here? It's like, because it's only fucking two of us. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like so-and-so called off, so he making ribs, cutting pizzas. I'm making the pizzas. Like, And it's this little one, one fucking little snitch bitch worked up front. <laughs> she called him. I know she did. Now, I don't have proof, but I know <laughs> right. she called So... He's trying to cut the pizzas like, you know, you cut it once, cut it twice, you know, you make yeah. eight slices. This fucking dude slices, he like fucking annihilated this fucking pizza. <laughs> like the like I try to scoop it and put it in a box, like the shit just falling apart. Like, yo, man, we can't send this out. Send it out. I'm like, dude, look at this thing. I don't give a fuck. Send it out. I was like, hey man, you need to relax. Talk to me like that, man. Mm. It's like, yo, man, we can't send somebody some pizza that look like this. It's like, send it out. And then he fucking falls over, knocks all the, the shredded cheese all over oh. the place. So now we don't have any fucking cheese to make the pizzas. So we call the son like, yo, bro, we ain't no cheese, man. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean you ain't no cheese? I just, it's a whole fucking tub in there. It's like, yeah, your dad fucking knocked it over. It's like, what do you mean? Like, well, he's drunk and he knocked it over. It's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so he comes in and, like, they got to make the cheese. So it's going through the thing or whatever. So he's like, all right, 
like a Monday come around, something like that. I'm in there working after school, or whatever. He, the son is there. It's like, all right, man, I'm gonna teach you how to um, make the cheese. So just in case something like that happened again, so I'm learning how to make the cheese or whatever. It's like, oh yeah, it's simple enough, whatever, whatever, whatever. Following weekend comes around, the fucking somebody didn't make the dough. <laughs> somebody didn't make enough dough, and so do 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 do. Hey man, we we running out of larges, man, for for pizzas, dude. It's like, uh, Gene's not there. <laughs> I was like, nah. It's like, we ain't no dough, man. It's like, all we got left is smalls and mediums, and obviously we need large pizzas. Right. It's like, look, take as many mediums to make, take a medium and a, a small to make a large. <laughs> so we like mashing it the shit together. And so it all came to a head on a Saturday. <laughs> it's busy as fuck. We come in. I'm like, man, I don't even feel like being here. Got invited to... A little fiesta with some ladies. <laughs> right. Like, man, fuck this shit, man. I want to go to this fucking party. Da, 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 da. And then my dude was like, man, we should just fucking quit. I was like, man, right. Yeah, that shit would be dope if we could quit. <laughs> He's like, what you mean if? Dude, we 17. <laughs> like, this, we not going to be here forever. Like, <laughs> we get another fucking job. We go to McDonald's. We go to Dairy Queen. Who gives a fuck? Right. And he's like, look, this is what we're going to do. At 7 o'clock, we're going to stop making orders. Because, like, at 7 o'clock, that's when it starts getting busy. Yeah. I was like, man, you sure? It's like, <laughs> hell yeah, man. Fuck this shit. We out. That's what you need, that hype man. Hype man. So, at 7 o'clock, we stopped making shit. We just sat in the back, like, we really about to fucking do this shit. <laughs> so, the fucking snitch, bitch. You got, hey, these are orders up here. People are calling about their orders. Drivers coming back, like, yo, where the food at? It's like, yeah, man, we quit. He's like, oh, for real? He's like an older dude. Yeah. Like, this is part time job. He's like, hey, man, do what y'all gotta do, young fellas. <laughs> whatever, whatever, man. I'm gonna just chill up here, man. <laughs> it is what it is. So, and it was, uh, so probably like about, I would say like 90 orders, dog. Mm. Gene comes ass in here. Why the fuck are you guys making these pizzas? Took off the apron. I was like, here you go. It's all you, baby. <laughs> and we bounced on his ass. Yeah. Bounced on his ass. <laughs> went home, got fresh, went to the party. Walked out with the theme music in your do, head. Do, like, do, do. Yeah, About two weeks later when I had that money coming in, I was like, shit. <laughs> why the fuck I do that stupid shit? Yep. That was me leaving the VA. <laughs> oh, I did that. Man. I used up all my LWAP. I started researching the, the, the rules and regulations about leave and used up all that LWAP when I had the baby. I was taking leave without pay. Once I burned that up, two-week notice again. Got him. I'm out of here. That's how I go, man. That's how I go, man. You can't be disrespectful to employees, man. Yeah, cause that's for real. Especially getting now. Like, the older I get, the, <laughs> the more I'm terrified of that moment. Like, I really am, like, worried that my mouth and my pettiness is going to lead to a debacle. Yeah. You know, that I'm going to snap and lose it and not give a fuck and then just deal with tomorrow. Just tomorrow. be like, man, fuck it. Y'all yeah. y'all can have it. And speaking of pizza places, your guy, yeah. Papa John, yeah. Papa mm. John mm. claims that his sales are down because of the NFL protests. How are you correlating NFL protests Yeah. To your pizza shack. You telling me you got all your eggs on Peyton Manning commercials? <laughs> That's how I like interpret that. What you making it sound like? You got all your marketing and PR for for football Sunday. And yes, you do hook up us hook us up when the Bengals win. We get the fifty percent off on Mondays and Thursdays. Usually a fifty percent off day. I used to frequent Papa John's quite often. Yeah, I, I kept a good twenty five points in the bag for that free pizza. <laughs> um, but 
after seeing that, man, it was just it made me not just not want to support you. Yeah. Bottom line, like you can't because when you say that and everything to me is referring back to just basically I hate to say it like this, but niggas. Yes, sir. Like they trying to make it like what we doing ain't important. What we doing, what we standing for ain't a priority. So, nope. so because of when you say the NFL and you saying the protest, you saying that because black people are protesting because we don't feel like we getting that injustice that we supposed to be getting. I mean, we the injustices are out there. You know yeah, it's, it's not justified that yeah. we should have a right to speak and have the right to voice our opinion. You know, the thing about it is, man, they're saying it's a rumor that he got put up to it by Jerry Jones. And if it's true, man, mm. Jerry Jones is like the biggest G of them all. Like he's like gas, he's throwing gasoline on this yeah. whole situation. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like people keep saying, like, why do they keep talking about it? Why do they keep talking about it? The players haven't said anything. Yeah. It's the owners and now the pizza guy who keep bringing this stuff up. Like yeah. they're constantly bringing it up. Yeah. Like the players had a meeting with ownership and Commissioner Goodell, and Commissioner Goodell is like, no, we're not going to put in a rule to say you have to. Like, they have right. a right. That is what it is. That's right. what it's going to be. And I think it's funny because when it was Goodell was it was Goodell versus the players, and now they're like, the owner's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now that it's Goodell versus ownership with yeah. the whole Zeke situation, mm-hmm. with the Cowboys and this whole NFL protest thing, like now the owners ain't feeling Goodell. Well, so I, I think it's, it's crazy. I just saw why when we got here, I got an alert that Roger Goodell to be disposed and asked to turn over cell phone records and emails in Kaepernick's collusion case. Yeah, man. Yeah. So let some of that get nasty. Like, Oh, it's the, going to. Yeah, it's going to get – like I, I'm glad that they're shaking this up because – as much as they say it's not, like, I mean, the numbers don't lie and you can see it. I mean, black coaches aren't as equal as white coaches. Nope. Black owners aren't in existence like white owners. I don't think, no, um, there isn't a black yeah, owner in the NFL. I, I don't think, think there is. Um, the, the owner of the Carolina Panthers Unless is, Magic got in the game. I don't know if Magic is. Nah, he's not yet. Dodgers. <laughs> Not yet. I think, I think he's going to be the one, you know yeah. what I mean? Him or, him or Jordan, right. take your pick. But uh, no, I think um, the owner of the Panthers is from Saudi Arabia, I believe. Don't quote yeah. me on that. But um, I, I mean, he's but like you, the only ethnic owner. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you just see how they how they doing us in leadership roles. Yeah. it's a, uh, Randy Moss said this last week is like these owners need to understand they own the team, not the players. Exactly. And that's a big thing. And I think the whole pizza situation was just hilarious that Pizza Hut, who I think has terrible pizza, but mm-hmm. I'll probably go buy a Pizza Hut just because they said it. Uh, it's <laughs> like, yeah, our sales is fine, baby. We yeah. good on this side. Right. And so uh, and so did, the uh, not Donato's, but uh, DiGiorno's. They said, they hit them with a tweet like, us Pointed to the sky, them pointed down. <laughs> like, damn, they trolling you, Papa John's. Yeah, and the Papa John's pizza is really booming. Trash, really, yeah. I mean, you think of a pizza, and we've all had. I, I haven't yet to be busted with a Chicago pizza. That is on the bucket list. Yeah, I never but, had any either. But pizza, we've had good pizza around town, even if it's Submarine House, the Mom and Pop Town, like yes, sir, Roosters, you know, all those, all those things. But like, you know, a good pizza when you see one, and Papa John's seemed to just be just pushing them out. For the for the quantity, not, yeah. not not the quality. So 
they they in for it. I mean, once you make a statement like that, you got to live with that. Mm-hmm. And black, black people will hold on to that. They oh, yeah, will, we uh, petty. We having a party for the baby. Let's get Papa. But not fuck Papa John. Some drunk uncles. Oh yeah, well piece of hud it is. You know, pizza so hud, Marco. That's gonna hurt. Pick. Yeah, that's gonna hurt. So. Yeah, man, it's 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 funny because a pizza man who in the Midwest, because I mean they're located yeah. down there in Louisville, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, I never had Papa John's until I went to college because the pizzas is like. Six ninety nine. Yeah. So you can get a large for for seven bucks and a Pepsi and you lit. <laughs> right. But step above cousin Vinny. <laughs> 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 That's when you splurge a little. Like you know what? I got, little, take... I got a twenty sitting around. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but before we go, man, I wanted to chop it up with you about your boy Kyrie Irving in mm. them. And I, when I say your boy, yeah. I do definitely mean your boy because yeah, that's your yeah. man. I still, I still support Kyrie. Kyrie's still one of my favorite players. So yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Whatever. He He's balling. Yeah. Thank you. He's my. We, we, when we talk about basketball, his off-the-court activity has been a little suspect. But him as a hooper, him going towards his basket, he's pretty entertaining. So To lose two out the gate, lose, lose, your, yeah. lose, lose your Robin, you know, you lost your, you lost your sidekick, and then they're on 7-8 straight now? Or yeah, man, they eight? balling. They uh, came back and beat OKC on Friday yeah. night. He was hooping. He gave him everything he wanted. Like he's one of the best finishers in the league once yeah. he gets in the lane, which is surprising for a player that's only six two to finish the way he does with all these crafty moves. You know what I'm saying? It's a, uh, it's kudos to him, and that's that's on the serious side. Like he can ball, but I will say this: these backhanded compliments and jabs at not only. The city of Cleveland, which I take very offenseful, and at the Cavs organization, Cavs coaching, and at LeBron, which I find hilarious because as (laughs) everybody knows, everyone knows I'm not the biggest LeBron (laughs) fan in the world, even though he did just put up um, uh, uh, And I played in the drag, and he got me paid (laughs) two nights ago. So how you feel about Kyrie's latest comments about him saying, he, he's happy he's finally playing in a real sports city. Definitely. You, t- to be Cleveland, like to be a city like Cleveland and still support all of your professional sport teams, we'll give the Indians a pass on this one because they've been playing decent ball. Mm-hmm. But you have you have decades. You have, like if you look at it as you have a man who grew up wanting his team to win, Yet to have him win, had children who now have children wanting them to win before it happened. You know what I'm saying? We're talking like 50 plus years. And to say that Cleveland ain't a real sports town, that's to me, that's the definition of it. Yeah. Because if you wasn't, you wouldn't you wouldn't be coming out and supporting the Cavs, coming out supporting the Browns, coming out supporting the Indians. You wouldn't spend that money that you work hard for to do that. And the fan base the fan the dog pound is still out there. You know Somehow they still yeah. out there. <laughs> the, the Cavs still got people coming to the arena. Like they they've won now, so it helps. But before all that, they still have hands. Mark Price, he Woo. he had fans. You know what I'm saying? Daughtery, he had fans. Yeah, man. People was coming. Ron Harper, shout out to the DYT. <laughs> <laughs> but you get it. Like he was coming out. I mean, people were people come out. So yes, Boston is a sports town, but you can't say that Cleveland's not. So that was just like the ultimate like. I'm just I'm just done with Cleveland. Like, like 
almost it, it's right up there with the LeBron leaving. Like that, yeah, that's, man. That's, that's that that's the silver medal right now. You know, being from Cleveland, like athletes that always come through. Like Ron Harper still comes to up there to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Even Sean Kemp still does stuff in Cleveland. Yeah. Like even though he had a short stint there, like you know he did the uh, used to do this thing when he played for the SuperSonics, and then he also brought to Cleveland, um, giving toys to kids and everything like that. Uh, Kemp Claws or something like that. I think mm-hmm. the charity was. So that's still going on. Um, shoot, Ernest Biner still comes back to Cleveland. Albert Bell, mm-hmm. Kenny Lofton, even though they dudes that went on to play for other teams, win championships on other teams, they still come back. Jim Tomey is always in Cleveland mm-hmm. for something with the Indians. But you know who ain't going to come back and do anything for the city of Cleveland at all? Ever. Kyrie Irving. Yeah. And him taking shots at the, the city, I don't think was cool. Yeah. Him taking shots at the Cavs organization, him taking shots at – Coach Lou saying, I'm glad I'm playing for an intelligent coach now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a blatant slap in the face to Tyron Lou. Like, those things, hey, man, that just is what it is. But when you take shots at the city, not only are you taking shots at the city, but you're taking shots at the fans. Yeah. And the fans that, you know what I'm saying, come to the games, rooted you on for your first uh, five years or however long you was with the Cavs, when you were shitty. Yeah. When the team was shitty, they were still there. And then LeBron comes back and – you're great, obviously, because LeBron is great, and you you hit the shot. You yeah. hit the shot to get them the exactly. championship. Yeah. For you, you're not going to be – it's going to be years before – it's going to be years after you retire. It's not going to be like, all right, when you finally retire and then, like, you know, two or three years later, like, oh, let's have the big uh, Cavs championship rally back at uh, the arena and introduce, oh – Iman Shumper, yeah. LeBron James, and the man that hit the shot, Kyrie Irving. He's not going to be a part of that. It's going to be a picture on the jumbo. Like They're going to show the <laughs> montage, but they're not going to – like you, yeah. you keep taking these shots at the city. Yeah. It's going to be a problem. A real because problem. <laughs> by, the time, by the time they do that type of thing, Dan Gilbert will sell his team and make a big profit off it. It's going to be new ownership by the time all mm-hmm. this stuff happens. Yep. But you know who's still gonna be there? The fans. The fans. The 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 radio people that that are on the air every day up there in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. The 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 sportscasters that's up there. They're gonna remember. Like you took shots at the city yeah. and the fans, and they not gonna let you ride with that at no, all. At all. That's at not all. cool, man. It's, you can take at shots all. at the organization. You take shots at LeBron for for basically running the team and all this stuff. But you have to take ownership for it too, and you gotta, you always gotta show love to the fans. Yeah. You got to. Michael Blackston said it best, man. These brown skin, dark skin dudes right now, they acting real red bonus right now. <laughs> Stay woke. They acting real red bonus right now, man. Oh, like I don't, man. like he trying to get that last laugh. You know, he want that chip un, unassisted by LeBron. Man, you, man, you got a long way to go, and. To me now, the regular season is really just entertainment. Yes, it's just entertainment because I don't care how bad the Cavs are playing; they're going to get at least the top eight seat for sure. And as long as LeBron is in the playoffs, you have to be cautious of that man because that man can hoop. Yes, sir. And as much as we try to put him in a class and all that, you know, I ain't getting all that, but mm. LeBron can hoop for sure. And if you was going to a pickup game. I bet he'll be one of your five. Yeah, let me get him. You know what I'm saying? So let me go ahead and get the big dude. <laughs> I just I just hope that I hope that if Kyrie gets some success on his own, man, I hope he just take it for the success 
he gonna have to apologize at some point, and it probably will be when he's trying to hold that team twenty fifth reunion, and he know that's coming down the pipe, and he retired and say sorry, and that ain't gonna mean nothing to nobody. Like you, he gonna burn them bridges, man. Yeah, he they gonna, they they toasty right yeah, now. Yeah, they definitely toasty. He's he's struggling. Yeah, man. Well, that's going to do it, man. Another yeah. episode in the books. 80 episodes, man. Jerry I'm, I'm Rice. Out here, man. 80. We the Time shit. Time to start plotting on this <laughs> 100. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Don't forget to uh, give us five stars on iTunes. Share yes. us on SoundCloud. Show us some love. Give us some feedback on IG. You can't make this a podcast, you know. Shout out to Izzy, Jim yes, City Pod, DeMarco, Boys and Beyond. We, we appreciate the love and support, man. We out here doing it. Together, man, we grinding this pod life and this and this internet life, and we appreciate y'all. Absolutely, doing numbers like Sudoku, as Hope would say. <laughs> Kev Nash, DJ Killer Kev. We out. Peace.